Welcome to Cool, Calm, and Not Collected with Dolores Renee. I am Dolores Renee, and y'all, today's episode is about to be off the chain. Now, I know I say that all the time, but honey, I really mean it. I really mean it this time. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice or not, but I am sick. Girl, I still had to peel myself out of bed to get this done. Now, I don't know if you've been under a rock or whatnot, but the internet has been off the chain the last four days of 2024, okay? It haven't even been 84 hours, I don't think, into the new year, and people are acting a complete fool. Now, if you've been on social media, whether that's Twitter, now known as X, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, whatever people use, then you've probably seen a clip from Cat Williams' recent interview on the Club Shay Shay podcast with Shannon Sharp. Now, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. It's about two hours and 45 minutes long, but I've seen some clips on social media. And while I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole, because that's Cat's story and he's sticking to it, I am going to talk about some of the comments I've seen on social media. Now, of course, there's a broad mix. You have some people saying that they agree with Cat Williams or they've shared their experiences with the people that he's talked about on the podcast some of them think that it's all cap that he's not telling the truth some people are trying to fact check and say well you know what this isn't true because xyz and then other people in the comments saying yeah it is true go back a couple more years i don't know the comments that i am specifically going to talk about are the ones that i've seen mainly from black men of these men saying oh it's just like a black man to down another black man to drag another black man this is why white people think that they could just talk about us and do anything to us because we don't support each other and we don't look out for each other and stick together i really hate that line of reasoning one because it literally lacks any nuance and i think it also lacks a lot of critical thinking skills like put your brain cells together for two seconds make them hold hands and really think about this why would it why would it not be okay for somebody to talk about what they're alleging somebody else did to them negatively just because they're of the same race i really think that that is an issue in the black community that we have to talk about i don't see anything wrong with saying that somebody else did you dirty you can't use race as a reason to hide behind the rocks that you've been throwing so i really hate that line of reasoning and i really feel like this is another reason why people feel especially in the hollywood world why some people feel so confident in doing others dirty because they have the expectation like you're not going to say anything because we have to keep a brave face we have to be unified and in unity and we don't want to give people anything to talk about i think that anybody of another race that would say oh well you do it to each other so why does it matter literally like i'm not even going to get into that but i just think that's just terrible reasoning as well it's just like you know when people say like oh black on black violence but you're complaining about police brutality i mean one does not cancel out the other yes black people can totally be killing each other but that don't mean it's right for police to be killing people either it doesn't matter their race at all so i really hate this line of reasoning that people have where they feel like cat williams is wrong for talking about the people that he was mentioning now some of those names were steve harvey cedric the entertainer and ricky smiley uh from what i gather on social media and if that's what cat williams story and testimony is then that's on him i'm sure that steve harvey cedric the entertainer ricky smiley would go and tell their experiences with somebody else as well apparently they were on club shay shay as well and they did mention cat now i said apparently because child i ain't seen it but i'm just saying i really like the clip that i saw i can't remember i think it was it's on site i saw it on where he was like winners aren't allowed to allow losers to rewrite history and i just think that sometimes that's true 
Sometimes people write or have a narrative about you. They paint a narrative about you to other people. And a lot of times, especially for me, I just let it slide because, you know, it's just like I always say, I'm so sorry if I'm jumping around. If you listen to any episodes before, then you know that's what we're about to do. But it's always like I say, I could have a bad experience with somebody, but that doesn't mean that somebody else will have a bad experience with them. So I don't often like to share my bad experiences with people who are meeting said person for the first time. Like if I have a friend... And they're like, oh, I met so-and-so. I'm not going to seriously be like, child, be careful. Because, you know, when I when I was with them, da-da-da-da, they did X, Y, Z to me. No, because you might very well have a different experience with them. So I don't want to soil that just because I had a bad experience. So I think a lot of times you do have to kind of just let it be water under the bridge and, like, you know, wash it off your back and just let people find out on their own. But sometimes you just can't let stuff slide. When people are disparaging your name, slandering your name, what? Whatever the case is, you have to address that. And so when people are saying that he's bitter or he's being petty because he's mentioning things that may have happened 20, 30 years ago, then I don't necessarily think that's right. I mean, he's a celebrity, so he may be mentioning things that other celebrities did to him 20, 30 years ago that may have impacted his career negatively or that may have caused a ripple effect elsewhere. How is that wrong? But you talking about that girl that did you wrong in fifth grade isn't petty and bitter. Like, you're 40 years old holding on to something that happened in 82 in fifth grade like you still tell that story at least once a year to anybody who will listen or if you come across that girl and your suggestive friends I'm sure you're gonna call your friend girl you ain't gonna never believe who just showed up in my suggestive friends girl remember the way she did me like you're still holding on to that hurt babe so how is that wrong or even when people say yeah because I, I remember that person at work they got that promotion instead of me and that was just so bogus that's why I don't trust corporate now oh, like whatever you're still holding on to that hurt from some stuff from from years ago and a lot of times the people that did it don't even remember that it happened so how can you expect somebody who has to be around or still has access to the people that may have done them dirty and those people are still doing them dirty or alleging that it never happened even though they know it did and it's proof of it how how are they bitter or being petty because they're talking about it or Apparently, according to Kat, all these people mention his name first. And that was the only reason why he said something. It kind of reminds me of like Eminem. When Eminem writes a diss, it's usually because somebody dissed him first. So it's just like, I totally understand why a person who's poked feels the need to respond. I don't think you always have to respond, though. I do think that there's definitely strength and not responding back when people do you wrong but then it's just like you know darned if you do darned if you don't I forgot where I saw that at where somebody was mentioning like you know um oh I think it was about something completely different I think it was actually about the this new uh show or whatever documentary that's about to come out with Casey Anthony's parents where they had to take lie detector test and this guy was saying if they didn't you know take the lie detector test then people will say oh they have something to hide but if they do take the lie detector test which they did and now this is coming out then people are like well they're trying to make money off of this entire tragedy so it's just like sometimes you can't win regardless so you're just gonna still clear your name and hope for the best now you know again I don't know what's true what's not um I've only seen clips on social media of it but I just thought that the discourse was very interesting and in how people are taking what he's saying and how people are very quick to turn and say that you're bitter or you're petty or whatever because you're responding to something that's been done to you but when it happens to them on a much smaller scale it's even more magnified it's just like the men who are 
like silently bitter about women who they say did them wrong in the past. Like you ever came across a guy or even a woman who like hates a guy that hates women or a woman that hates men. And it's all because of somebody that did them dirty like 15 years ago. And they just never had a good relationship since then. So they keep blaming everybody else for what that one person did. Sometimes that person really did do them dirty. Sometimes you were the villain and you just didn't realize it because you're still the same person today. And so it's just like, you know, like you carrying this hurt. And then you say somebody else is being petty and bitter. Ah, I hate to see it. Anywho, moving along. Another thing that I saw on social media. I don't know if you guys remember Coach Stormy. But that was this lady. She's like a, a life coach, I guess. A life coach, you could say. And she coaches women to have better lives. And I remember like a couple years ago, a couple summers ago, she was telling a lady that she had a low vibrational plate because it had like a burger on it, a hot dog, some pasta salad, potato salad, something of the sort, and, and like uh, some chicken wings. And Coach Stormy's plate only had like one chicken wing on it and some salad and she was just like you have a low vibrational plate and that's a hood rat plate because why would you put all that food on your plate and eat all that plate mind you coach stormy was saying this with barbecue sauce fingers and it was just really bothered me that her fingers had so much sauce on them and she had not a napkin in sight and and it was just like it was just a big deal because people were like, how you calling her play low vibrational girl? First of all, let's be for real. If we're going to say low vibrational, the food was low vibrational because y'all got hot. What type of party you throwing girl? Like if I'm thinking that, you know, of low vibrational, according to her standards, then it's definitely giving hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken wings and pasta salad. Okay. Like if you're not a low vibrational person, then according to the coach stormy standards, I would expect for you to have some pastas, some nice summer salads, you know, some some artisanal breads, not no hot dogs or hamburgers, calling somebody else plate low vibrational. But anyway, that's the background of who Coach, Coach Stormy is for how a lot of people know her. Now, she recently posted a video where she said, if you want to gain respect as a woman, basically in so many words, you need to lose weight. And there were some people that took issue with that. Now, I'm going to say this as a big girl. I do think she's right. I don't think that she's right in the sense that a person needs to lose weight to get respect. But I do think that she's right in terms of people will give you more respect when you're not big. It's just the truth. Whether or not, or not people like it. And I can say that as a big person who has experienced this. I even remember a couple years ago I was on a job and... Um, I was leaving the job and one of the people that I was very close to on that job that was just like a mentor to me, that is one of the things that she told me before I left. She was like, you know, I wish you well on your your next endeavors because I was going to another job. She was like, but one piece of advice that I'm going to give you that I want you to listen to me about is to lose weight. She said, if you lose weight, you'll be unstoppable. You know, they will always respect you when you walk into a room. They're going to always take you seriously. They're going to look for ways to get your advice. They're going to just seek you out like you're gonna just be a whole different beast and now me and her were both big so this was just background information but I'm like yikes not a big person telling me to lose weight but I, I understood what she was saying like you know at this point in her career she really didn't need to have to lose weight or be attractive or whatever the case is 
in order to do anything because she was already at the top of the food chain. But I can understand why she would say that to me as a younger person on like, you need to lose weight. And I totally respected that. And I really appreciated her saying it to me. Obviously, my back is still big. However, (laughs) I totally got the sentiments behind it. And it's just unfortunately true. If you're a bigger person, a lot of people just don't respect you. They don't take you seriously. And I guess when I say a bigger person, I really think it also boils down to what type of plus size body you have. Because some girls are bigger girls, but because of the way their measurements fall, people totally respect them. If you have an hourglass frame, if you're like an Ashley Graham or like a Takara, like if you have a, a body that's built like that, even the girls that are like twice their size, but they still have a flat stomach and they have hourglass shape, they're still respected more. They're still considered vixens and all this other stuff. And so people just give them just more of everything, more respect, more attention. They look for ways to make opportunities to be around them or for that person to be around them. I mean, you know, a lot of people honestly think that when you're bigger, you don't respect yourself, apparently. So why should they respect you? And I've actually seen that online in TikTok comments where people have been like, you obviously don't respect yourself because you let yourself go. You let yourself get this big. So why should I respect you? Why should anybody make allowances for you or do anything for you? And the thing is, like, people are just so... Ooh, missing brain cells when it comes to this subject because there's a variety of reasons why people are bigger. Some people are bigger because they do eat a lot and they just don't lose weight. They have a slower metabolism. Some people are bigger because of medications they take. Some people can be bigger because of depression or anxiety or other things, thyroid issues, PCOS, hormones, birth control. Like there are so many reasons why people are big and a lot of it, literally, honestly, most of them don't have to do with them not having respect for themselves. So it's just like really weird, this discourse that society has like with weight and how that factors into how people appreciate you. Because honestly, most people have a surface level of respect for you based on how attractive they find you, which is very, very weird because you can be a smaller person and people can seemingly have a lot of respect for you, especially men. But in reality, they really don't have genuine respect for you. They just find you attractive and they're looking at it from a very sexual way. And so they're trying to cover that attraction with respect and admiration, but it's more so admiration and lust and not respect because you can, you can have so many pretty women, so many gorgeous women, that still ain't making decisions that still are not getting ahead in corporate the all this other stuff because it's just literally surface level respect because your eye candy so it's just like really weird instead of telling people to lose weight to gain respect just tell people to stop being like totally terrible and like actually respect people for deeper reasons than just looks um this goes into another topic that i really am just like so passionate about do women get surgery for men or for themselves like this is like kind of the same lines do women lose weight for men or for themselves does anybody lose weight for themselves or for the opposite sex or whoever they're attracted to i definitely think that a lot of people who get surgery most people that get surgery do it for especially well speaking from a women's perspective a woman's perspective yikes i do think that a lot of women who get surgery do it for the male perspective now people can say i'm wrong they can argue me up and down all day long i got my bbl because i wanted a bigger booty for me like i hate that my voice cracked i wanted a bigger booty for me i promise you i just wanted to look in the mirror look back at it babe i promise you if we really just sat down for like 10 minutes five 
no that is not the case y'all are not getting on these surgery tables risking your life bbls are literally one of the most dangerous plastic surgeries that you could ever have because of how many blood vessels are in your butt and if those doctors when they're going in trying to get all that fat and put it in there accidentally put some fat in a blood vessel and you have a what's it called an embolism I feel like that's the word I just made up. But y'all know what I'm trying to say. If some fat goes in a blood vessel, travels up to your heart, if anything happens where they just do something wrong, you could die. You can get an infection. There's so many girls that are dying on operating tables, that are dying in these recovery homes, that are dying weeks later of infection, that are having botched BBLs. The tummy tucks, listen, I actually want a tummy tuck. I'm not going to hold y'all. And it's really not, honestly, I can say it's not really because I have to get a tummy tuck. I think that it'll be more attractive to my husband, but he's like, girl, I like your stomach. So, I mean, but it's just in our minds, we're conditioned to believe that a flat stomach is more attractive. Now, I do think that like a normal person within a healthy weight would probably have a flatter stomach. I don't think everybody's going to have washboard abs, but I also don't think it's necessarily healthy to have like a humongous stomach, a drooping stomach, all those other things. It's not healthy for a variety of reasons, not even talking about fat or anything like that, but just because of pressure it puts on your intestines and everything else. So I do think that, you know, if you've lost the weight and you don't have any fat there and your stomach is hanging, then if it's not a health issue at that point anymore. It's purely aesthetics. But people go in, they get rhinoplasty, they get their nose changed, they get uh, facelifts, they get boob jobs, they get their eyelids tucked, all, like jowl surgery. Like, I follow quite a few plastic surgeons because it's so interesting to me. They get all these surgeries. And I do think that some people genuinely are doing it for them. But I feel like when we really as women think about it, think about it. Why are you doing that? It's like, even as little kids, I can remember like girls saying to other girls in class, like when we're in third or fourth grade, oh, you so, you so ugly. You ain't gonna never get a boyfriend. Huh? Like, yeah, we knew about boyfriends and stuff like that. But what do we at that age, like eight, nine years old, know about attraction and what makes somebody ugly and what doesn't make somebody ugly is because of what we're hearing. But it's not because of what we're hearing from as a little girl. It's not from what I'm hearing from other little girls is what I'm hearing from the boys. I'm hearing the boys say that you're this and they think you're ugly or you're that and they think you're ugly. And they're probably hearing it from their raggedy parents. But it's just like from a young age, kids are like literally saying, you know, oh, you're not, boys ain't gonna never like you. The boys, it just reminds me of that little girl. Your hair not gonna never grow. I don't know if y'all haven't seen that video. Oh my gosh. But it's just like kids, even kids know about this. All of this stuff is thought about through the perspective of the male gaze. And it, the, the you know, like sooner that women realize that, the more confident they'll feel in their body. It's just like, um, I think it was last year, months ago on TikTok, where the girl was like, if you got an ugly friend, don't bring him to the club with you because you're not going to get in the section you want. The guy's not going to want to buy you bottles and stuff. And this was just so crazy to me that this girl was saying it because to me, she was the ugly friend. And honestly, most of the girls that were saying that they agreed were not gorgeous. Okay, they were basic looking girls. And I think that's like, we know what basic looking means. Most people are basic looking. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Basic looking people can be beautiful. I do think that when I say basic, I mean, you have some women who are just like outstandingly gorgeous. I think that most, most people of either sex don't fit in that category. And outstandingly gorgeous doesn't necessarily mean like, you know, you have this Eurocentric standard of beauty. It could just mean that you have very distinct features that a lot 
lot of other people don't have. And so you're just so strikingly beautiful. I think most of us look average. I think average can be beautiful, but a lot of people don't think that. I think that honestly, what people consider beautiful really is just average looking. And I think the reason why people don't like to say that is because a lot of people like to feel like they they look better than most other people, which is not true. Most people look good. Honestly, most people are attractive. It's just that some of y'all have this like superiority complex and ego where you want to feel like you look better than like nine tenths of the population. But anyway, getting back to the point, um, when I think about like, you know, all the women that I've seen have surgeries, the discourses I've seen in the different groups, just in general, I've never, I've never seen a woman like get a BBL and genuinely be able to say, I, I got a bigger butt because I wanted a bigger butt. What did you want a bigger butt for? Like, what was wrong with the flat butt that you had before? And some of the girls wasn't even flat. It's just that their butt wasn't cuffing right. You know, sometimes that's what gets you. You got it at the top. You don't got it at the bottom. And it's really unfortunate. But, uh, <laughs> and I say that as a girl, I feel like I, the bottom don't be bottom in the way that I wanted to. But when I think about it, I only think that because I'm comparing myself to women who have bigger butts that men like. Like, another woman is not going to judge your butt. I'm not going to look at another woman's butt and be like, girl, your booty too flat. Okay, I've said that before. Only because she told me that first. She did tell me her butt was flat. And I was like, and and I was like, it's not. But then when she turned around, it was. So I was like, yikes, girl, your booty is flat. But here's the thing, though. Why do you care? Why do you care that your booty is flat? Nobody cares but you. As a fellow woman, why would I sit here and say, dang, her butt is so flat. She needs to do something about that. I don't like women. I'm not attracted to women. So why would I say that? The only reason why another woman would say that to you, like just off the cuff with no prerequisite, is because she's talking about it from a male perspective. What she thinks men will find attractive. And the gag is every man doesn't find that attractive. Just like every man doesn't like bigger boobs or they don't like women who are skinny. That's why always when you have bigger girls... Like when you have these plus size girls who may not have the typical hourglass frame that people think that men find attractive, you have these bigger girls and they're with this super fine man or what people consider to be fine. And people are like, how'd she get him? Because every man doesn't like that, okay? Everybody, man doesn't like an hourglass girl. Especially the skinny girls sometimes be off the rails in the comments. Like, oh, these fat girls, da 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 Like, they're so shocked that a, a bigger girl could pull a man that they find attractive that now they have to just resort to, like, all types of name-calling and all types of other critiques. And it's just crazy to me. Like, just be accepting of the fact that every man doesn't like the same thing. Every man doesn't like skinny girls. Every man obviously doesn't like big girls. Every man doesn't like uh, dramatic features, like a bigger butt to boob ratio with smaller hips. Like every guy is not looking for that, you know? So it's just, I really don't have enough time to get into it, but I do think that it needs to be talked about more. I recently had a convo with some nice ladies um, online and we talked about this and they kind of just discussed like their insecurities. And I forgot how we got into it. Uh, but one of the girls was saying that she was very insecure about her hair because she felt that her hair was just like really inwardish and I just was like girl your hair is totally fine you feel that way because you're comparing your hair to what other people deem to be typically better hair in air quotes but your hair is just as nice somebody else said that they did not like their nose they felt like Fiona from Shrek and I was just like really gagged by that because I'm like girl be so for real right now like it's nothing that I can really say to a and this is the thing if y'all if y'all <laughs> 
name. This just came to me. Oh, if y'all don't think that you're looking at your body from the perspective of what men find attractive, then why is it that when your girls hype you up, it don't be working? If y'all don't think that you're looking at your attractiveness level from a male perspective, then why is it that when your girlfriends who you know love you and would never send you off hype you up about yourself that you don't believe it and it doesn't work? Like, if it really just is, like, I'm looking at my body for what it is. It don't have nothing to do with men. Then when your girlfriends tell you that you're gorgeous, you should believe it. You shouldn't have no problem accepting that it's truth. Obviously... More than likely, nine times out of 10, you don't like a part about your body because you're looking at it from a male perspective. And that's why when other women tell you there's nothing wrong with you, you don't believe it because you're not thinking about what other women think. You're thinking about what men think. That's what I'm saying. Y'all putting yourself through troubles, trials, and heartaches for no reason. For no reason. Ugh, for no reason. Even when I think about my how I felt about my own body back in the day, like my stretch marks that I hated, my stomach. Back in the day, I thought I was fat. I wasn't fat. I really wasn't. I really wasn't. I let people convince me that I was fat and I wasn't. That I was big and I wasn't. I was like a size 12, 14, and people told me I was big. Anyway, it's just like when I think about what I didn't like about my own body, it really, when I had to do some deep diving, some really genuinely, truly, like, hop on the magic school bus inside my own brain and understand why I felt the way I felt, it was really because of what I thought was going to be attractive to other men. And it's just like, bro, bump y'all, dusties with uneven hairlines and patchy beards. You know, it's just... Yikes. I really want us to be free from the clutches of the male perspective when it comes to our own bodies and what we as women judge other women on. Because I guarantee you, most of the things that y'all judging other women about in terms of looks is based on what you think a man will find attractive. And that's why y'all be so salty and so perplexed when that woman that you don't deem to be attractive ends up with the man that you deem to be attractive and you can't understand why. You can't understand why because you have a very wrong viewpoint of what a man will find attractive. Okay. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, That makes me go into another topic. Non-aesthetic TikTokers, like people who pride themselves on having a non-traditionally aesthetically pleasing uh, home or look or whatever the case is I kind of hate it it kind of gives me the ick just a little bit like I seen a lady say like cook a breakfast with me in my non-aesthetic kitchen and her kitchen looked like mine I think my kitchen is a vibe you know what I'm saying like you know I got my little Winnie the Pooh thing going on my mom got her little blue green and white and yellow thing going on like you know it's a vibe for me I really feel like people trying to get ahead of their own uh issues with their kitchens and their spaces is what it is when people say come look at my non-aesthetic house or, you know, come with me in my non-aesthetic car. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm being dramatic at this point. But when people say that to me, it's just kind of like you're trying to like, why do you feel the need to explain what your house looks like or why your house looks the way that it does? It's apparent that you don't actually like it and you need to figure out why. That's the only reason I can think of. That is, and I know this because I used to do that. I used to always feel like I had to put a disclaimer in my videos. Like, Hey, I'm going to cook something in my kitchen. Like, uh, sorry. Like, you know, I I wish it looked like this. 
And I didn't realize that I was doing that until I like watched one of my videos one day. And I was like, girl, redo this voiceover because you tripping. There's nothing wrong with the kitchen. Now, I do wish that I had an island in the middle of my kitchen. That way I could set my tripod up and it'd be like a uh, like straight on video versus a POV video. But for the people that do it, like you just just say that you don't like your kitchen. Instead of saying, like, come with me in my non-aesthetically pleasing house or in my non-aesthetically pleasing kitchen or, you know, let, 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 let me do my face routine in my non-aesthetically pleasing bathroom. You don't like your bathroom. Just say that. Stop comparing yourself to aesthetically pleasing homes because every time the trends change for a while, people like barn house, you know, homes. and Everybody had that freaking sliding wooden door. I hated that thing. Uh, you know, then it was like super sterile looking houses with the white and gray and everything is like the white marble. I still actually kind of like that to a certain extent, not for my house, but you know, in terms of content creation, I think it's kind of cute, but I don't think that it's sustainable for me. Then it was like cottage core and clutter core. Now it's poor core. Like everything is becoming an aesthetic to make people feel like it's important instead of just vibing like clutter core is when people have all this just stuff and a house looks really lived in that's like what most people's homes look like it doesn't have to have a name for it or poor core like this lady that, that cooks i call it poor core because she always emphasizes how she has no money and how she she can, she only has like ten dollars and she's gonna make this work i wish that you would stop I wish that she would stop. She's built an audience, basically, of other people who are in her same financial straits. And my thing is this. Yes, you may be financially uh, in a hardship, but you're still making it work. So your financial hardship doesn't have to be the emphasis here. The emphasis can just be the fact that you cooked the meal under $10, because that's what I look at. I mean, I have a little bit more financially, I think. I probably might not, because I'm low-key in the negative a little bit just a few cents in my PNC account. They're like, you have a low balance layer. This is a 46 cents child. I rolled back over and went to sleep so hard. Uh, but the thing is like, you know, you don't have to say like, I, I don't have a lot of money or, you know, sometimes it actually almost seems like disdain because she'll say, oh, uh, watch me make this. And I have to make it by hand because I don't have a $300 KitchenAid mixer. Okay, girl, a lot of us don't. I don't, I mean, I do, I do. But I didn't pay $300 for it. But it's just like, you know, sometimes the like they use the poor core or whatever it is as a means to like slickly hide their disdain for people who have a little bit more money. And I really hate that because it's not somebody else's fault that they not broke. Okay. Just like it's not, not your, you look now, if we started saying it's your fault, you broke, you'd be mad. You'd be mad. I'm not talking about her specifically. I'm just talking about in general. You don't want people to say it's your fault that you have no money. So why are you holding the same, like, different standard to somebody else? Like, it's not their fault that they're not in your situation. It's not my fault that somebody else has a job and they're able to do the things they want. And I, uh, you know, really, I don't have a job right now. It's not my fault. I got laid off. I wasn't in the room when they were making decisions or else I would have still been working, honey, with a, a pay raise, with a little bump, okay? So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Don't, like, hide the disdain you might have for other people that make more. Just make your meals and say, girl, let me show you how to make a $10 meal, okay? Now, I will follow for that. I'm, I think if she did that, she would skyrocket even more because then that's just genuinely relatable. I think that everybody, even if people who do have more money, like, I, even if I had thousands of dollars coming in a week i want to save some of that money so i can do some other stuff i don't want to spend it all on groceries so girl yeah show me how to make this ten dollar meal everything i already have in the house that's some kitchen staples um 
And this is why, you know, I, I feel like just be genuine. Be authentic. Don't always try to have like an angle to things. This is why I don't do get ready with me videos or spend a morning with me videos because there's nothing to see. Like there's literally nothing to see. I don't like, I hate when people try to feel like they have to do extra. They have to do extra to, uh, you know, get a get ready with me video done. When I wash my face and I, was, I did a get ready with me video once on TikTok to show people just how boring it was. I literally used a bar of Dove soap, washed my face. And then I was done. I put some Jergens lotion on and that was it. Like that was a get ready with me. I brushed my teeth and I like combed my hair down and I, I left. That was my get ready with me. That's literally my morning routine. Now I have all the products and everything else to really make that video 30 minutes and start doing a whole bunch of stuff I'll never do. But I didn't want to do that. Just like a spend the morning with me video. Like I, I've actually done that before where I, you know, had a doctor's appointment, but I was just like, I'm going to go and do all these other things that I don't normally do and inconvenience myself just so that I can have more video content. Like usually I would go to the doctor's office and go home. Um, but I, I mean, I did want to do the things it brought benefit to me, but I, it wasn't my norm. I think I went to Trader Joe's. I went to Panera Bread. I went to Starbucks. I went to Target. I just did a whole bunch of stuff. I don't normally do that. My morning routine is I wake up, blink a little, a little bit, a couple times, contemplate my life, go to the bathroom, sit in there for 30 minutes and do the same thing. Come back, get in the bed. And then I work from the bed. That's it. I don't do anything. I don't eat in the morning. I don't make a really good breakfast. I just exist until about two o'clock. And then I really get into the groove. So, you know, it's just your life doesn't have to be anti or pro aesthetic. Just vibe. Okay. Now on to the next subject, because I feel like I only have 30 minutes, but I have like, oh, I have five more topics. Yikes. It's because I be talking longer than I want to. Um, When you put people on and they hate you, has that ever happened to you? Cat Williams mentioned that in one of the clips I saw that, you know, he told people things that they could change up to make them better. And when they changed it and it worked, they didn't like him anymore in so many words. I don't know. I think that people do that because they already didn't like you to begin with. I don't know if it's a hatred for the fact that you're the one specifically that put them on or changed the game for them. And, you know, now they really don't like you because they have to kind of credit that pivot, that success to you. Um, but I think that honestly, for some of those people, they only dealt with you because they had to acknowledge that y'all wasn't on the same level, that you were on a whole different level than them, that you were kind of like, I hate to say above them, but you were just on a different plane. And so some people just have to acknowledge that you're just at a different level than them. You're doing better than them in some aspects. So they like to be in your presence in the sense that they get to be around somebody doing better than them. But then once the shoe is on the other foot, <coughs> oh my God. We have been doing so good. <coughs> Lord, the ick is displaying its ugly head. <laughs> but then when they get on the level, when they're doing something a little bit better than you, or maybe at the same level, now all of a sudden, like their true, true feelings towards you are showing because now they feel like you can't do anything for them. You know, but it's almost like they were using you, maybe using you for just oh, I'm friends with such and such, or whatever the case is. And I'm not saying everybody's like this, but. <clears throat> it's always interesting to me when that happens when like you're really cool with somebody and then you put them on it's just like if you get a, a person a job at your job and then they come in and start acting a complete fool and they start trying to like sabotage you and they try like you know or they try to like talk trash about you or make it seem like you're not doing anything like what is really going on here and the gag is they just really never liked you to begin with 
they just was using you. They needed you for something or they wanted to just get the gems that you was dropping and make their life better. And they were jealous the whole time. And once their life was better, they was like, bah, like you're not deserving of my presence when you never treated them like that. You know, it's just like, you know, um, it's interesting to me as an influencer and I'm trying to like, you know, kind of like word this in a right way that doesn't come across as like really boastful but as an influencer your job is to influence people and I feel like I do that very well I think that people are influenced by me if they want to admit it or not people are influenced by I really honestly just like (laughs) oh my god that just aggressively came out it's true though people are influenced by influencers whether they want to believe it or not people can be influenced by how I wear my hair who I go to get my hair done what type of clothes I buy the style where I go get my clothes from the nails I wear when I do my nails, they're influenced by the things I say, how I say things, um, things I buy for my home, where I travel to, how often I travel. People are influenced by it, whether or not they want to admit it. They're either going to do it or they're going to wish that their life was yours or they're going to be happy for you. I think that like those three categories are like the only three that I can think of right now. But as an influencer, that's what you want. You want people to be influenced by the things that you do because it makes you money. It also just works out for the brands that you're working with honestly most of the time i'm not getting paid to post anything i just like sharing stuff with people that i find helpful and i want them to use it too because i want your life to be better too i think that what happens though is that some people uh and i've only had this issue with people who are also in the influencing space let me preface by saying that some people um who also want to be influencers and are influenced by you they can sometimes like turn it into a competition and that's really weird to me like you know I I my friends will tell you there are just certain things that I say like certain slogans certain mannerisms that I have certain things that I just come up with and it's not because I'm trying to like change the world grammatically or reinvent the wheel I'm just like being me and I'm vibing and it just comes out and it sticks and I like it and my friends will start saying it just like my friends they have things that they say and it rubs off on me like you know what I'm saying um like one of my friends Kyle he always says well well, here's the deal but he's always like well here's the deal and now I say it like that and Tommy says like that I mean it's just a thing but I also have a child, you know what I'm saying? Uh, be like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay. Like, I have things that I say, and my friends start saying it too. So it's just we rub off on each other. But then you have people who are influencers, right? Or they want to be an influencer. You say something, it rubs off on them. You see them start doing it. Maybe they take a signature way of speaking or a look that you have. Um, whatever the case is. Something that's very personal to you or just something that you do. And they start doing it. And to them, it's like a shtick. And it just works out and you know they start becoming like really popular and then it's almost like they hate you or something like that like the influence turns into hatred because they're viewing it as a competition and I think it's so weird because we all influence each other I know when I'm looking ready you know looking ready when I'm about to get ready to start shopping for new clothes I have people that I really like to go look and see what they've worn recently I just feel like they really have their finger on what's fashionable like they stay up to date with what's fashionable but they also have their own style and I don't want to copy their style exactly but they give me new ideas that I may not normally um have looked at you know 
And so I will go on their pages and be like, child, what they been wearing? Okay, I like that color combination. I don't necessarily like the pieces, but I like the color combination. That's the thought I didn't have before. You know, it's just like, but somebody else, and that doesn't make me hate them when I finally get that outfit and I put it together and then everybody's like, oh, you look gorgeous. And then I look on their page and my post got more than like likes than theirs. And now I'm just like, she can never, like, I would never think that way. I don't even compare in that way. I'm just like, oh girl, yeah, I saw this on such and such and I had to have it you know what I mean but it's just like with other people they don't think that way they they have things happen that they may have taken influence from you in, and then they get ahead with it and they're just like girl you can never and that's just really weird with me that's like really weird it's like you're better than the person you got it from and it's just like there's never a competition of who's better than the other it's just we both vibing and we're influencing each other and that's it so I don't know Moving on to the next topic, Taraji P. Henson was talking about uh, the wealth gap in Hollywood and how she's personally just had to deal with that, how she's been underpaid. I found it so interesting that she asked for $500,000 for Benjamin Button. Uh, I think they said 100000 but they ended up giving her 150000 She only took home forty k allegedly, after taxes and paying her team, but Brad Pitt was paid. I saw online some numbers were saying $10 million. I don't know how they came to that, so don't trust it. But she did say she got paid either 2% or less than 2% of what he made. So I think that's how they came to that number. Now, a lot of people in the comments were saying, like, she didn't deserve to be paid as much as him. Uh, to be fair, a lot of those people were not melanated. So I just think that it's very good context to have they're like she wasn't on the poster she wasn't even the draw of the movie like nobody came to the movie to see Taraji they came to the movie to see Brad Pitt I guarantee you there were some people that came to the movie to see Taraji um people just say you know like uh she's not a big movie star she's not this she's not that she's never the draw or she's you know not the best blah 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 for these reasons she didn't deserve to be paid as much as him here's the thing there's a reason why a lot of people don't like to eat bunless burgers. Think about that. There's a reason why a lot of people don't like to eat bunless burgers, okay? Even when I'm on a weight loss kick and I don't have no carbs left, I'm not eating no lettuce burger, period. I need a bun expeditiously. The burger is the star to show, but the bun makes it better, honestly. The burger is the star to show, but the bun makes it better. So no matter who was the star of the movie, Taraji was in it and she made the movie better. Name somebody else that could have did the same thing. You might be able to come up with one or two names. And I guarantee you, they're also getting underpaid. So now what's the point? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it doesn't matter if she was a draw or not. Like, paid is paid. I really hate, too, when people say, well, she's still rich. I don't understand why she's ungrateful. You know, she's so ungrateful, she shouldn't complain. Why do you complain about it when your job doesn't pay you what you think you're worth? Make it make sense. There are 6.3 million unemployed people or 3.7% of the population in the U.S. So why are you complaining? Shouldn't you be grateful that you have a job when there are 6.3 million people that don't? Okay. Even if you're mad that your job don't pay you what you want, you have one. It's the same six black actresses, honestly, that keep getting major roles. Um, When I say that, I mean the ones that are not racially ambiguous. It's like the same six and they're all being underpaid. So how is that not an issue? It's just like this random DoorDash group that I'm in. They're always in shambles daily, but they still drive for DoorDash because they have to. They always complain about they don't get enough tips and all this other stuff. And DoorDash does them dirty, but they still drive for DoorDash. I don't know if you guys just heard me burn, but if you did, excuse me. Uh, so I, I say that because some people's logic is that, well, if you're going to complain about how much you get paid as an actress, why don't you just get a real job? 
Why don't you just get a job like me, a real working job where you don't get to be on the screen every day? Why do DoorDash drivers get to complain about DoorDash and still drive for DoorDash? Like, yeah, people can get another job, but you're going to still be complaining about the same thing. Y'all complain about y'all job. Y'all will go from one job and complain at the next one. So it's just like, why should she switch jobs to go to another one that's going to do her the same way? At the end of the day, pay me what I'm worth in the job that I'm in. She said that Tyler Perry had paid her $500,000. That was the first time she ever made that much. So sometimes you just need people in your corner. It doesn't matter if you're an actress, a blue-collar worker, if you're in corporate or whatever. You deserve to be paid what you want. Now, what's interesting to me is that when Monique complained about the uh, pay gap, everybody called her better. Why was that? Why was that? She had already established herself in the industry, in the business, but she didn't receive no support. Nobody came to her rescue. Nobody was having... Uh, all these long discussions and saying, I stand with Monique. Uh, I remember she was on the Steve Harvey show and he actually basically told her to shut up in so many words. Like, girl, don't I want to hear that? So, huh, why was that? Why is it that Monique was kind of like called bitter and like, you know, she wasn't worth it and she was complaining and she should be grateful. I mean, people are still saying the same thing about the Tar- Taraji. The difference is that the main people saying about Taraji are not black. When Monique said that she was getting it from all angles, child, every color was saying the same thing. It makes you go, hmm. Now, on to another subject. Um, Have you ever peeped something years later that somebody did? I'm going to really fly through these last three subjects. (coughs) When I can stop coughing, I'm so sorry. I told y'all I was sick, but I had something to say. Have you ever peeped something years later that somebody did? Like, basically something that you could just tell they didn't have your best interest at heart. <clears throat> that happened to me. Um, I want to stop coughing, but I also want to take a cough drop because, you know, they suppress your cough and I want to get it all out. So sorry about that. But sometimes you peep later in life that somebody did not have your best interest at heart. And it was years ago. It's so interesting to me because this happened to me recently. Like, <clears throat> I don't even have a bottle of water. I'm just suffering. <laughs> I I peeped something about somebody from years ago where they really did me bogus. But it, it woke me up in the middle of the night. I just put two and two together and I was gagged by it. And sometimes I think things just naturally work themselves out where the person's no longer in your life anymore. For a variety of reasons. Because normally if they did you wrong in a very underhanded way that you didn't even notice. It, you know, they were doing you wrong in some other areas too. <coughs> Good Lord, Janice. (laughs) But sometimes the person is still in your life and they changed. So what do you do at that moment? Like, do you just like vibe or do you just be like, girl, uh, in 2005, what did you mean when you said? (laughs) Sometimes people haven't changed, but for some reason you just can't let them go. It's so interesting to me that sometimes you just can't let go of the people that hurt you the most. And I really hate that for us. Eventually, sometimes people grow up and realize how they treated you. Um, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just have a victim mentality. Sometimes some people, I just don't think know how to be a good friend to you. And I do think that you can hold them accountable for that. Just because you didn't learn how to be a good friend when you were five doesn't mean that you should still be a bad friend at 35. You know what I mean? Um, but the one thing that I know is that nobody can ever say that I've been a bad friend to them. Nobody can ever say I've been a bad friend to them, no matter how they treat me. I'm, I'm very big on that. Even if you treat me a certain way, 
I'm not going to allow you to make me treat you that same way back because that's not that's not who I am. That's just not who I am. And I'm not going to allow your bad behavior to have me act out of character. So nobody can ever say I've been a, a bad friend to them. But it's always interesting to me when I peep instances of just shenanigans that I would not accept as an now at, at my age that I am now. And uh, I have to talk about that in another episode. But I also want to get into kind of like how we kind of deter do is it okay to determine a friendship based on social media? I just happen to see this today before I started recording. A girl was like, you know, if I notice that I like all your stuff and you never like my stuff specifically, but you like other people's stuff, I'm going to go back and unlike all your stuff because I think you're being bogus to me. And while I'm not going to do that, I don't think that there's anything wrong with noticing that maybe a friend that you have in real life that you're really close to tends to not interact with your uh, post on social media, but they're on social media all the time. You know, I don't necessarily think that that's a terminator of whether or not they're a good friend to you, but I do think that it's a little sus. I think that it's also interesting how social media has kind of just interwoven itself into what we qualify, um, what we look at when we're qualifying somebody as a good friend. And that's very interesting. We'll have to have another, uh, like another, another time to discuss it because it's very like something I really want to get into because I do think that social media at times can show somebody how they really feel about you because a person can be a good friend when it's just a tool y'all but how does a person support you when it comes to like other people saying it I think that's very interesting but anyway uh on to the next topic I've been seeing this polished aesthetic on uh, online I'll, I'll show you what it says I'll tell you it says small ways to look polished straighten your hair or do soft curls lip gloss make sure your jewelry matches either all silver or all gold wear clothes that fit you well wear coordinating colors that go monochromatic keep it simple trim your nails and go natural or paint them a soft natural color like pale pink wear a mascara and makeup if you want to keep your phone in your pocket or your purse now i understand why this would give somebody a small like a, a polished look why people think that i don't understand why this is circulating in black groups of black women i hate it already i hate it already the first thing is problematic. Straighten your hair and do soft curls. That is automatically implying that the hair that you more, more than likely naturally have is not good enough to be worn to give you a polished look. And that's really just so Eurocentric. Um, that's this idea that your natural curl, curls and coils are just not polished. I really hate it. Uh, the other things I don't have like issues with, like your jewelry matching, wearing lip gloss, clothes that fit you well i do think that everybody no matter what aesthetic you're going to for should wear clothes that fit you well i just think that should be a thing i do kind of hate the trim your nails and go natural paint them a soft natural color like pale pink because some people just don't want to do that some people i want some some long nails with some designs on them okay and i don't think it makes a person unpolished if they don't have that but i can totally understand why somebody would say that it's not polished I think majority of people who don't like who who wear their nails or designs and stuff are minorities. So again, it's just like giving very Eurocentric to me. I feel like things like this this whole aesthetic makes it hard, or things like this circling around make it hard for people to just exist and feel comfortable in what you genuinely want to wear, or around even other women, around other black women without feeling like you're being judged or compared. You know, it's just like to me, it's just very like I said, Eurocentric standards of beauty. And I really hate that this is what people feel like looking polished looks like. Even like posts I see people say oh i just want to appreciate like a natural curls appreciation post 99 percent of the pictures were of girls with type 3 hair and like half the girls are racially ambiguous and you guys know what racially ambiguous means oh it's my nose is stopped up 
it's the girls who you really don't know what they are. You're not sure if they're Spanish, if they're mixed with black, like, are they uh, some other type of race? Like, you just really don't know. That's what racially ambiguous means. And it's just like, why is this a curls appreciation post from a black page, but most of the curls are, like, really loose, or they're just like that that curl pattern that a variety of women of all races could have I really didn't see any type 4 curls in there and I also really didn't see any girls that were caramel complexion more brown skin more dark skin and I really hate it because why is it that you know that's what's considered curls appreciation even you know like the old money aesthetic and wealth whispers like this is just all eurocentric stuff people want to do this old money aesthetic but like girl you don't have to sit here and like dress very preppy and all this other stuff to look like you have old money and people do say wealth whispers but it depends on who you are some people say oh it's only broke people or people who have new wealth that are very loud and ostentatious and wear clothes with labels on them and da 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 which is really not true you could have like you know they say the richest people wear clothes that are very you would never be able to tell that this is a thousand dollar sweater and I don't agree with that because like for me as a person who likes to keep up with fashion and I like to understand what's going on in the fashion world and I look at a lot of brands stuff that doesn't necessarily have labels on it I am poor I'm broke I have like three dollars to my name I can tell when somebody's wearing a thousand dollar sweater you know what I'm saying I know that that those shoes that you have on a little like ordinary loafers to everybody else cost like fourteen hundred dollars you know what I'm saying so I don't think that wealth necessarily whispers I just think it depends on the person and their aesthetic I think that the aesthetic that you have when you was broke probably the one that you're gonna have when you get money some people they do change it up and they do become a little bit more ostentatious but that's on them it's also like when people say doing your own hair gives poor it was a girl that said that she went viral and they ate her up in the comments as they should have because they were like girl it looks like you did your own hair but you said you went to a stylist and that hurt my feelings or like i saw a lady say looking for used wigs is poor it means you're bald-headed girl like they're saying like just just if you can't do your own hair then just say that like you know if you're bald-headed then just say that but why are you looking for used wigs which is basically when ladies might wear a wig one or two times and they sell it and somebody buys the wig or like a lot of these wig influencers they get wigs they sell them after in reality all these wigs is used boo this is somebody else's hair this is not your hair this is second hair make it make sense and i'm not poor i just don't know how to do my own hair that's it all and I don't know how to do my own hair because I've spent years going to multiple stylists getting it done regularly that's what they call a humble brag anyway um on to the last topic <laughs> I mean I just wanted to gag the girls a little bit with that I just wanted to gag the girls a little bit now y'all know I don't do humble bragging but you see how easy it is for the tables to turn when you're being nasty uh the last topic we're getting to 2024 goals I'm gonna be real quick with this what I want to accomplish in 2024 I want to get a job first of all I've been unemployed for six months um I've been unemployed for six months I was impacted by layoffs and you know I'm hoping that I get a job soon I need to get a job soon that would be really good for me I want to unbig my back just a little bit just a little bit not all the way just a little bit though I want to save money on groceries I saw a video on uh, Instagram where a guy was saying he follows the six whatever rule where you go in a grocery store you get six veggies five fruits four proteins three carbs two condiments and spreads and one fun thing when I go to grocery store now I get whatever I want okay I can have $20 and I'm gonna get it all um 
you know, and so that's the issue. I want to spend less money on groceries because you know what it is? We've been eating out less because I'm just not satisfied with what I get from the restaurant because I might want 30 different things. I might want a sushi rice bowl, but I also want a Greek salad and I simultaneously want like just like a half a cup of Alfredo. So I would just rather make it all. Uh, so I'm going to start trying to, you know, practice that so I can save money. I also want to move my podcast to a visual format. Number one, I want to have the podcast regularly, okay? I said once a week and I want to do once a week. I almost didn't do it today, child, because when I started trying to get my thoughts in order, I got a little cold. And the cold in me made me want to lay back down. But I was like, girl, get it together. Pull yourself together, girl. So I want to have the podcast regularly every week and I want to move it to a visual format. Um, I want to start up some of my passive income projects. I think those would be really nice, like digital products uh using ai a lot more i don't know if you guys know about that but ai is a great way to make money in this space just i've been seeing it myself lately and it's it's pretty cool what the girls are doing even non-passive forms of income i really want to start a jewelry brand i really want to start a clothing line i don't think all those things are going to happen but i want to try especially with the jewelry brand because i've seen some things i really like some designs i've come up with that i really like and i really want to get them going even my brand that i already have i want to get that back on track I really want to get it back on track, work out some things where it'd be uh, less of a financial burden on me to run it. So we'll see how that happens. I definitely want to get back into content creation and make just as much money doing that as I do working. I took a break from content creating the last two months because I just feel like my heart wasn't in it. And so the content was like really good still, but it just wasn't consistent. And I don't like that. And so um, I'm trying to get back into that starting this week. I've still been filming stuff, recording stuff. I just haven't been posting it. So... My goal is to get back into that and then, you know, start working with these brands again and pay me what I'm worth, period. Okay? Keep my room clean, number one. Number one on the list. You know when you have ADHD and sometimes you just kind of get like a little depressed because you're being a procrastinator and not getting things done that you know can change your life? It's very easy to just not tidy up behind yourself. It's just I got to put my clothes in the right spot and I have a bench in my room and the bench is the bane of my existence because it just gets the clothes. Like it just all the clothes go on the bench. I've finally cleaned the bench off, tidied everything up. So my goal is to just keep it that way. I want to, you know, here's the thing. <laughs> Let me get into the goals that are just like really just by far just almost nearly unattainable but i'm gonna do it anyway i want to complete this album that i'm working on for the grammys i have 12 songs that i'm trying to make uh already got like 10 of them kind of made i need to write them i have some of them written already but finish it sing it even though i can't sing and then submit it for the grammys period that's what i want to do i also want to get a tesla i want to get a tesla told tommy that last night i want a tesla and he was like okay how you gonna get it i was like i have no idea I want a Tesla, period. That's really what I want. I just want that car, a Model X. And I don't know how I'm going to get it, but I want it. And I really think that just the Tesla in general is a placeholder for basically saying, I want to achieve something that's beyond my wildest dreams. Something that I didn't think that I was going to be possibly able to do. I want to do that. I want to vibe with my friends and family. Just like, like enjoy them. You know, I want to do, continue to do my friend dates each month with Jazz and Josh. We almost did it 12 months out of the year last year. We made it to 11, but I want to do that every month hang out with you know those two babes i love them so much and i want to get with la familia every month y'all know who y'all are okay denise justin donovan and chanel josh maurice jazz ellie monica's new to la familia tim and sierra will 
Um, I love them. Kyle and Tiff, I want to be, we already hang out with Kyle and Tiff all the time, child, but I want to be with La Familia, my friend group every month. I feel like we are all busy, but I want to hang out with them monthly so we can get together and just deepen our relationship because I just feel like times call for that, you know, and I think that's a really good goal to have. I think everybody should have it as a goal to just be with their friends more often. And I want to see multiple people that I know reach their goals and thrive and, you know, just do, do the thing. And then finally, I just want to get out and experience life. That's free. You don't need money for that. I think everybody should have that as a goal. So just get out, talk to people, experience new things, forage in the forest for some, you know, berries or something like that. A new free experience. Just get out and do something that doesn't cost you anything. That's what I want to do. I really want to just do more of that this year. Instead of seeing other people do it online, I want to do it myself. So you guys this has been an amazing episode we got so much done i love y'all so much thank you for tuning in i have big things in store for this podcast i'm so appreciative of all the support you guys gave me last year even though i was being a deadbeat again i love you guys thank you for the support i'm going to try my best to show up here every week and continue to give you what y'all are asking for i have so many exciting things on the roster so many fun things to talk about guests that i want to bring on and if you guys have suggestions and tips please 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 let me know honey because i'm always open to the positive feedback but until next time i will see y'all